welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more. It's another lacquer warm hearty welcome to you, our listener out there. This is yet another technical discussion that we're having on the Professional Plumber Podcast. With me in studio, I have Mr. Richard Bailey, our technical guru, and today we're talking about balanced pressure, and that includes, obviously, residual dynamic pressure. Richard, welcome, and thanks, Stack, for joining me. Willem, hi. Yes, uh, pleasure to be here once again, and uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. Yet, yet again, a lack of technical uh, podcast, a lack of technical discussion that we're going to have. Before we head into our conversation and before I fire away with all of the other questions, uh, let's hop into an ad break just quickly. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back to our listeners. Uh, yep. Talking about uh, uh, balanced pressure, why? I mean, what is meant when we refer to the phrase or when we use the phrase balanced pressure? Yeah, so I mean, the name uh, says it all. Wow, well, says a bit of it. It doesn't say it all, <laughs> as I hope to show in a, in a, in a, in the coming minutes. But uh, no, it it's it speaks about pressures that are in balance. So 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 it must be. It must mean that there's more than one pressure mm-hmm. right and that these two or two in this case are in balance or, or reasonably in balance so it refers basically to the hot water pressure and the cold water pressure within a water reticulation system we've got hot and cold and they usually within this where they are within separate systems they are some commonalities where they but we're not going to go in there but they where they deliver the pressure must be balanced and that's what we refer to as balanced pressure and again we refer within the context of this uh, podcast and most of the series, it's res- residential sort of class um, uh, installations, although you could infer this to bigger installations as well. But we refer back to the SAN standards and they deal with the residential sort of class installations. And as I've said in previous podcasts, you know, when, when bigger installations are required, then that usually requires the services of a hot, uh, a wet services engineer. Mm. And uh, so that falls out of our out of our jurisdiction as plumbers. Yeah, that's in an, an, an one of the other uh, podcasts we, we spoke about pipe sizing, etc. And, uh, you know, the, the importance of the, the correct pipe sizing and the designs by the engineers and the architects, etc. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to try and sneak that in here somewhere because I want to urge you, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go and listen to the um, pipe sizing podcast because these two, work hand in glove um, and you will see why when you listen to both of them that the pipe sizing has a significant impact on the on the on the balanced pressure of a system so so talking but ab- we'll get into that richard balanced pressure 
Um, you know, we can talk about it between the two of us, but is there something about balance pressure in the SANS standard? Now, you know, we always, in, in these technical podcasts, we will always go back to the SANS, the Bible <laughs> of plumbing, yep. Yep. the SANS standards. Uh, what did they say about yep. balance pressure? Yeah, and it, and it resides, funnily enough, or not so surprisingly, I guess, in 10254, which is this, the, the Giza installation standard. So, so it, 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 it Yes, it, it, you will find it mentioned, of course, in, uh, in 10252 stroke one. But if you, the easiest and quickest reference is when you are installing a hot water system in a, in a, in a property, you must make sure that the, uh, that the hot and cold water pressures are balanced um, at mixing components. Now, that resides in 10254, but it has big impact in, 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 the, in the design of the system. To, to achieve that, you, it, you need to actually think a little bit more about it than simply teeing your cold water supply off after the pressure control valve. I'll go into a little bit of um, explanation there. So let's just start with what the requirements say. The requirements say that mixing components, in other words, where hot water is mixed with cold water and it comes out of a single outlet, mm -hmm. whether that's a sink mixer, a basin mixer, a shower, even if that shower has got two separate taps, it doesn't matter. It comes out of one single outlet. Those are mixing components. So water that, are, water that is supplied to those points need to be balanced. It's worthwhile stressing at this point that it only is a requirement at mixing components. So for example, if you've got a basin with two separate taps, a hot tap and a cold tap, you don't have to have balanced pressure. The reason for this is because you have complete control over the cold water and complete control over the hot water as you wish. In a mixing component, you are wanting to experience a mixed temperature. And when once you have set it to that temperature, you want it to stay there. So anyway, and there's other reasons, but that's the premise. So a lot of plumbers and most installers think that the, the way to achieve this is simply to supply all of those mixing components with a pipe that is teed into the cold water supply of the geyser. In other words, after the pressure control valve and plumbers will know what I'm talking about when I say this. So when you, when everything's closed and you measure the pressures, those pressures are the same, but that is not balanced pressure because what 10254 says about balanced pressure, it says it must be balanced and then it carries on, and I'm paraphrasing, but <clears throat> so it might not be the right words, but it says the residual dynamic pressure between uh, the pressures of those two at, at the components may not vary by more than 20%. And that is what it's, that's what it means when it says um, residual dynamic pressure, that, that um, it may not vary by more than 20%. And we'll get into that a, a little bit later. But that is, that is the trick, and that is the thing that people don't see. And, that, and to achieve that, you need, you need to take care of other stuff. So it requires that the layout of the pipes, the size of the pipes must be correct. And this is where it ties into the podcast that talks about pipe sizing. Mm. Because if you've got incorrect pipe sizing, uh, this is, uh, you're not going to be able to achieve that. Flow rate and friction losses will also affect it. But the whole design of the system, if done correctly, as that pipe sizing podcast uh, explains, uh, you will have no problem and you will have perfectly balanced pressure. 
So that's that's the premise of it. So the standards, although it's a very short little mention and it's not a massive section, they talk about um, uh, balance pressure and they talk about residual dynamic pressure and make sure that it's within 20%. And that's all they say, but it, it, the implications are quite big. An exciting new recognition program for plumbing industry champions will soon be launched. As an essential service to society, there must be constant growth and development within this important and ever-changing industry. Developed by the PIRB, the Master Plumber Recognition Program will soon launch as a new PIRB designation, allowing industry champions to take the lead. Contact us or follow our social media, YouTube channel and podcast feed for more. We we said at the beginning of this episode that we're going to include when we're talking about balanced pressure, we're going to include residual dynamic pressure. And you just touched base on that again. You just said you mentioned it in, in one of your statements again now that that the fitting shall not vary by more than twenty percent when you when you spoke about residual dynamic pressure. But what exactly what is meant by the residual dynamic pressure? So if I have a system that is static and everything is closed and there's no flow of, of, of water. I can take a pressure gauge and I can measure the, the cold water pressure at the basin mixer and I can measure the hot water pressure at the basin mixer and they should be pretty much exactly the same. I can do the same at the shower, at the bath, at the sink and all over the place. So when, it, when the place is static, then the pressure is balanced. No matter what pipe layout you have, no matter what pipe sizing you have, if everything is static, and you measure the pressure all around, it will be the same. Mm. Now, if you listen to the podcast about pipe sizing, I, I touched on friction losses. Friction losses are things that happen within the, within the pipes. Mm. It depends on the material of the pipes. It depends on the diameter of the pipes. And um, it depends on the length of those pipes. So friction losses, and it's measured in head loss or head loss, mm -hmm. um, is a factor when you start but that is only a factor when water starts to move. It, it, it's, it, it's nothing when everything's static. Yeah. There's no head loss. There's no friction loss. There's nothing. It's static. Mm. But as soon as you start to use the system, <laughs> like we tend to do with plumbing systems, don't we? We, we tend to actually <laughs> yeah, want just, water from it, the taps. It, it, it's not it? there to look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, when once we actually start to use the system, now these dynamic pressures... You see static versus dynamic pressures start to fluctuate. And if you imagine at a shower, you have the, the, two, um, the two pressure gauges, one on the hot, one on the cold, measuring the, uh, the dynamic pressures and you are having a shower and you have mixed the water to your liking and you are actually having a shower and you have a readout for the hot and a readout for the cold and the dynamic pressures are pretty okay. But then somebody flushes a toilet or somebody opens a sink mixer or somebody has another shower or has a bath or whatever the case may be. And the system gets used. The word residual in that phrase, residual dynamic pressure, the residual part is the leftover, the leftover dynamic pressure. In other words, the bit that you've got left over at your shower, which is now dynamic because the system is in use. Those two pressures now, the hot and the cold, the, they may not vary by more than 20%. So, for in other words, if I have a pressure of 100 kPa on the cold and, and 100 kPa on the hot, and some and I'm having a shower, and somebody opens a tap, and my cold pressure drops down to 50 kPa, that's mm -hmm. much more than 20%. That's 50%. That's non-compliant. Mm. Why is this? 
Or it could be the other way around. It could be hot versus cold or cold versus hot. Mm. Why is this there? The dangers of not having balanced pressure, when we talk about residual dynamic balance pressure, is in a nutshell, burning, mm. getting burnt. Mm. Yes, it's not pleasant to be uh, to be in a shower. And, w- and what, what we often and commonly find with badly balanced systems is that you struggle, for example, to get a mix in the shower that is um, that stays on a temperature and at best it can be irritating mm. but at worst it can be life-threatening now let me let me let me paint a scenario for you uh, think about an elderly person an infirm person a very young person uh, a physically disabled person or a person with disabilities anybody that is unable to um, quickly react to changing circumstances and quickly react to something that goes wrong. And they're sitting in a shower in a cubicle and the thing starts burning. You will not be able to react and you can get quickly, you can get third degree burns and yeah. go to hospital or even it can be fatal. And I'm talking sort of um, worst case scenario, worst case but, scenario yeah. but it's still, it happens. So if I'm in a shower, somebody opens a, uh, a, a cold tap I don't have enough cold water flowing into that shower mixer. The hot water overwhelms the cold water. I get burnt. Mm. I reach for the taps. I try and adjust. I adjust it all wrong. And anyway, I get burnt. Yeah, what about the other way? Yeah. Somebody opens a hot tap and all of a sudden I'm getting freezing in the shower. It was nice and warm and now it's very cold. And I go and try and adjust the taps and I adjust the cold down and I adjust the hot up. And then that person closes that hot tap. And all of a sudden, I'm bombarded by, by sixty-degree water. water again. Mm. Scalding, when, scalding is an yeah. absolute. It's a real risk, and it's something that plumbers should really think about. Very much so. And 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 when that pressure is um, uh, the, the residual dynamic pressure differs by more than twenty percent. Whoever wrote the standards came up with that figure. Um, there's I've seen calculations and actual temperature variances. If you if you look at temperatures and and flow rate variances, it it is within the parameters of not being scalded. Mm. So it will allow for you to be uncomfortable, but certainly not in danger. That twenty percent is calculated. It allows for that. Mm. So when you have a balanced system, it's not just have a half inch pipe supplying a three bedroom house. Uh, taken off after the PRV, it is making sure that the entire system is designed properly with the correct size pipes, with the correct layout, bracketed correctly, um, rooted correctly. That is what constitutes a balanced water system. I was just about to ask, you know, as a layperson, as a layperson, I don't have any idea. I can I can listen to the risks involved of not having balanced pressure, but then I was thinking to myself as we spoke, all right, so um, are you telling us what the standards say? Uh, you know, it may not vary like that, and it may not vary more than twenty percent, etc. But certainly, there are. What What are the things that uh, you know constitute to balance pressure? That that if you do it this way, then it'll ensure that the the balance is correct. It, so you want to be able. So think of it this way: to to achieve that that within twenty percent, you you need to have sufficient water flow if you're gonna if you're gonna only drop by 20 percent, so so i'm going from 100 kpa to 80 kpa max that's the minimum i can go i'm aiming for 90 or whatever the case will be so as somebody starts to use 
the system, I'm going from that. Remember, we measured the mm. dynamic pressure at the shower at 100 and 100, and somebody else is opening a tap somewhere. Mm. And I want the one pressure to drop down to a minimum or maximum of, no, uh, a, a, a minimum of 80%. Sorry, but yeah. I lost my mind for a minute there, of, of 80 kPa, which is 20%. Mm. So for that to be achieved, there needs to be enough water flowing in the supply pipe to feed both of the points that are demanding that water. Mm. So the pipe that is supplying uh, the hot water, let's say, to both my shower and the point, whoever or whichever one it is that somebody else opened, that pipe plus the pipes that are feeding these points, plus the previous pipes and the length of those pipes and the number of fittings and friction losses of the fittings, etc., need to have been taken into account to ensure that there is sufficient flow in that pipe to be able to feed both of these points at that rate. And remember, if you look at, if you look at um, the pipe sizing podcast, we spoke about maximum velocities allowed. Yeah. So you can't ask the water to travel at a million miles an hour uh, and, and because that's also not allowed. So if it is within the pipe sizing parameters of the requirement of the standards, I can guarantee you that you will get it right. That balanced pressure will become a non-issue. If you size your pipes correctly, according to what 102.52 stroke one requires, balanced pressure becomes a non-issue. Mm. So in a natural volume, it requires sufficient flow rate, sufficient liters per minute. And that it means that the pipes behind you must be properly sized and rooted and all those good things. And that will ensure balanced pressure. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And again, it, it boils down to to plumbers being able to to make calculations. I think that's the importance of where mathematics comes into because you know that it, I, I know that it is a requirement for, for for plumbers when they want to become plumbing that they have some form of mathematical uh, 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 skill or knowledge or experience. Because I mean, if you listen to yep. all of the calculations that they have to do, and the importance of doing it correctly, and the the risks of not having done it correctly, then I can understand why math is is actually an important aspect to plumbing. You know, again, as a layperson, you know, the average consumer would never even think of this. No, they wouldn't. No, they, of course they wouldn't. Um, and and <laughs> don't I say this every single podcast, Willem? It goes back to the to the value of the profession, mm. to the value of the plumber. You know, the, we've said it. We've said it a hundred times. We and you know my stance on that, and my dislike for the disrespect of of the mm. of the trade. But such as it is, and what we do is we just build it up, build it up, build it up, build it up, and that's what we do. So, but you know, I want to say. To the plumbers out there, you know, this sounds like a whole bunch of effort and uh, really, ugh, I don't want to go. Just ask somebody, you know, join IOPSA. Mm. Uh, IOPSA in your region, I promise you, there are experts experts there that will willingly and gladly come out. Join IOPSA. Join mm. an organization. Mm. Become registered with PRB. And they will, you will get the help. You don't have, you're not on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. Ask somebody. 
Phone yeah. me. I don't care. Yeah. I'll help you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what these um, these industry bodies, that's one of the purposes of the industry bodies is to sort of form a support structure and, a, and you know, sort of a, a community for like-minded yeah. professionals within the industry. Um, and I like that. I like the fact that they are there yeah. for the people and to say, listen, if you get stuck there and you need to make those mathematical calculations and you're uncertain about something, hey, contact one of our technical experts and uh, let's have a chat. Listen, Richard, once again, as usual, I want to thank you for the awesome information that you shared with us. It's always enlightening as a layperson to hear this. Um, it opens my eyes up to, to uh, quite, a, quite a lot of things. And it, and it certainly it has changed my perspective of plumbers and plumbing and the complexity and intricities of plumbing uh, over and over again. I, you know, since I've started having these podcasts and these discussions with the plumbers, you know, as a layperson, my, my perspective of plumbing is completely different from what it was before. And I can, I can honestly say thank you to you for sharing it. Um, I hope that this carries as much value to our audience, to you, the listener out there, as what it did for me. Thanks, Richard. Only a pleasure, Willem, as always. Thank you. And then lastly, thanks a stack to you, our listener out there. We will definitely chat to you again very soon. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.